Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with a word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as always, I give God praise, glory, and honor for being here with all of you on this episode number 264 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have a follow-up to our previous conversation, so let's get ready for that. So please take a few moments to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with receiving forgiveness. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So the last time we were together, I had spoken about a situation that happened between a super friend of mine and myself. And if you haven't heard that story, you'll want to pause this podcast and go back to listen to that so you get the full context. Now, there is a link on the blendcouragesyou.com site if you'd like to pause and go to it right now. Or if you'd like to listen in a little later, you can do that as well. The name of the podcast is Fill in the Blanks or Not. Now, as a quick synopsis as to what the previous podcast was about, because of so many things that were happening in my life, I inadvertently and mistakenly missed an important date of my super friends. Now, super friend contacted me and very gently and biblically confronted me and let me know about it. I apologized profusely and asked for forgiveness and was forgiven in seconds, BCU fam. And we went further on into our conversation. And I have to tell you all that that is the way that things should be. So I won't give everything away that I said in that conversation of that last podcast. So go ahead and listen to that. What I will say is, is that that was one of the most fantastic confrontations that I have ever been involved in I in, in recent years. It was amazing and it's really the way that things should go. When we do things God's way, it's so smooth and so easy and I praise God for it. Now, 
I wanted to continue our conversation this week because we are supposed to forgive freely and we're supposed to forgive completely. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 35 reminds us that if we don't forgive people for what they do against us, then God cannot forgive us. So there are things that happen where our feelings are hurt, where we are feeling disrespected, disappointed, we're angry, frustrated, whatever that emotion is. And with God's help, we have to freely forgive one another. And we talk about that in the previous podcast. So I'll try not to do too much reiteration there. What I will say, though, is is that uh, offenses are going to come. Matthew chapter 18 reminds us of that, that we're going to be offended by someone. The scriptures don't say that it's not going to be uh, our spouse or our neighbor or our friend or our co-worker. Offenses are going to come. So that's part of the walk with Christ. James chapter 3 also reminds us that in many things we offend all. So that means we're going to offend somebody sometime and probably more than one time in our lifetime. So what the Lord is trying to get across to us is that there's going to be offenses going back and forth. Now, obviously, BCU fam, we shouldn't practice offending people. Sometimes things do happen and we do run into repeat offenders and the word lets us to know that we do have to forgive. Now, I could go into that very deeply. I'm going to save that for another time (laughs) or I, I may just save that for another time. But what I'd like to talk about is receiving forgiveness because that's often overlooked. Have we received forgiveness? And what exactly do I mean by that? Let's let's talk it out. So let's just say, BCU fam, that we have two parties, all right? So two people. And we have person A and person B. Now, person A offends person B, okay? Now, person A apologizes to person B and the situation is now rectified. What person A now should be doing is walking in the freedom of that forgiveness. What sometimes can happen if we're not careful and especially to the people of God is that we will say, oh, thank you for forgiving me, I appreciate it, or whatever our response is, and then we go back and replay that situation in our minds, the wrong that we did, the offense that we we did against someone, and we will beat ourselves up about what we should have done, what we could have done, what we were intending to do, and how we messed things up. Now, mind you, BCU fam, it's one thing to rethink things so that you don't repeat the offense and to get the lesson out of it. It's one thing to do that. It's certainly a completely different situation when you're continuing to beat yourself up about what didn't happen or to allow the enemy to keep you in bondage about the situation because our minds are a powerful thing. 
Amen. And God gives us the ability, glory to your name, Jesus, to think and to reason. And with that ability, we have to be very careful about the thoughts that we are entertaining and if they are of God or not. And I am here to say unequivocally, VCU fam, that beating ourselves up over a mistake that was made is not of God. It's not of God. Once the situation has been rectified and forgiveness has been meted out, it's over. Thank you, Jesus. It's done. And we don't have to stay in bondage. And I bring this up because as I was talking to my super friend in that conversation uh, last week, we talked about that. And, you know, it's easy for us to get caught up in that loop. When I think about a replay, I think about sports. My husband loves sports, and, and I am starting to get a little bit more acclimated <laughs> to sports. I liked them. I, I didn't necessarily follow them as closely. So, you know, every so often, you know, I'll, I'll look at a game, and there'll be a, a play that comes up that is, uh, that's mind-blowing or that is unusual, or an anomaly, or it's the big touchdown, or it's the, it's, it's the basket, or it's the score, whatever it is. And what happens is, is that the newscast or the, the broadcasters will replay the clip. They'll replay it so that we can see what happened if you missed it. And they'll do the analyzing of what the person did and what their footwork is and, and their physicality or whatever it is. And they'll analyze and talk about that over and over again. There are uh, several sports channels, the ESPNs of the world and, and, and sports centers and all of these kinds of things. And what happens is in, in some of those broadcasts is, is that all they do is rehash or re-talk about certain plays of certain games. And you get that over and over again. Now, whether the play was great or whether there were mistakes made, that's what you hear over and over again. A lot of times it's the mistakes. So with, this is something that the world does. When people do things that are incorrect, when they make mistakes, they, they have a tendency, you see it in the world, to replay it over and over and over again. So that sounds like our nature. It sounds like our old nature. Amen? And, and with that, BCU fam, if we are new creatures in Christ, if we've got Jesus down on the inside, if we've repented <laughs> of our sins, and we've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, and we have the gift of the Holy Ghost down on the inside as the Spirit of, of God gives the utterance, then we are no longer in bondage to anything. And we can be forgiven even if we mess up after we're saved. The Lord will forgive us. Amen. We're not walking around trying to practice anything. The Lord will forgive us, and then we are to move on to whatever the Lord has for us next. Now, there are a couple of scriptures that I'd like to talk about. The first one is Galatians 5 and 1 that says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And what that says to me is, is that once the Lord 
forgives you, we don't have to be in bondage anymore. Uh, the Lord is not going to continue to bring up what we've done over and over and over and over again. He's not about that replay life, BCU fam. He is about forgiving us. He's about uh, uh, con convicting us uh, to the point that we will ask for forgiveness and for us to move on to higher heights and deeper depths in him. Now, with that, let's talk about someone who freely received forgiveness and did not continue going on and on about what they did. Let's go to the book of John. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 8. John, chapter 8. This is a very familiar passage of scripture and really punctuates someone who was forgiven without the guilt of what they've done all right john chapter 8 starting at verse number one jesus went out unto the mount of olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them and the scribes and pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst of the teaching, mind you all, <laughs> they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what saith thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Now, if Jesus is quiet, that means sometimes we need to be quiet. That's a whole other podcast, BCU fam. Sometimes we just don't have to answer things right away. We need to take that example from Jesus. All right, verse number seven of John chapter eight. So when they continued asking him, he lifted himself up and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse number nine says, and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted himself up, he saw none but the woman. He said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now, I stop here, BCU fam, because this is where the, 
the story stops as far as the woman caught in the very act of adultery. Notice that not only were the, 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 were the people who brought the woman to Jesus, not only could they not say anything, and that's really not the point that I'm bringing out today, the Lord forgave her and did not continue going over what it was that she was doing. So adultery, as many of us know, is that you are involved with someone else's spouse. So I don't know what the details were there, and it's not even relevant. What the point is, is that Jesus did not continue to tell her what it was that she had done incorrectly. Amen. He didn't he didn't do that. He just did not. So if the Lord forgives us completely and freely and doesn't continue to beat us up about what it is that we've done, then we should not do it either. Are we we're saying in a sense, in a sense that we are greater or better than God and that God's forgiveness is not good enough. Ooh, did anyone catch that? that it's not complete or good enough if we feel like we have to punish ourselves for what it is that we have done or failed to do. Now, if there's any correction that needs to happen or chastising, uh, trust me, the Lord will come on by with that whenever it is that he wants to, and he will let you know in no uncertain terms. Now, there are certain things that the Lord will forgive us for, absolutely, and then there is a penalty because we were disobedient. Now, I can't tell you what those things are. The Lord will, will let you know that without any reservation, and I can tell you all, I'm walking with the Lord for as long as I have. Um, I have been the recipient of some of that chastisement. I can tell you that. So I thank God for the forgiveness and some of the consequences I had to walk out. I had to walk it out, and I thank God for, you know, being patient with me and taking me through it. So it doesn't always mean that we won't get consequences, but we can walk in that forgiveness. Amen. And we no longer have to punish ourselves. And even if there's chastisement, that's not to punish us, to hurt us. That is to teach us a lesson. So we need to let God do that. Amen. We don't need to do it. We need to let God do that because when we take the chastisement or we're trying to beat ourselves up into our own hands, we're not going to do a thorough job or we're going to overdo things, BCU fam. And because we serve a great God, because he's a good father, because he knows exactly what it is that we need, let's let him take care of it. If that, there are some things that I can think about in my life, BCU fam, that I did that were incorrect. And I, the Lord, you know, gave me a, a stern talking to, and that was all there was to it. That's it. So there, there wasn't any other chastisement that came along with it. So we will we'll overdo it and we will try to take the place of God inadvertently. And because we know that that's really a spirit of pride, we may not think of it that deeply. Um, anytime we're trying to do something over and, and above what God is doing, that's really a spirit of pride. And that does not come from him. That comes from the enemy. And we have to be careful because the enemy is subtle and very cunning. And he comes to us in these disguises. And we have to recognize who he is and what he's doing so that we don't fall into his trap. Amen. 
part of the tactic of the enemy is to try to get into our minds and have us thinking about the wrong things and drown out the voice of God and the word of God that is down on the inside. So if we find ourselves thinking and replaying things, let's remember what Philippians chapter four, verse number eight says, what we're supposed to be thinking about. Finally, brethren, Paul said, whatsoever things are true, are honest, are just, are pure, are lovely, are of a good report. If there's any virtue or if there if there's any praise, think on these things. Lord, I thank you. And verse 9 goes on to say those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do those things, and the peace of God shall be with you. And we know, BCU fam, when God's peace is with you, there's not going to be any torment in your mind. Lord, I thank you in here today when it comes to what you did or did not do. When the peace of God is with you, you know that God has forgiven you freely and completely, and you can move on in him and that he's not holding it against you and that you can't do certain things or go certain places or talk to me anymore because you've done such and such. That's not the kind of God that we serve. He is a good, good father. He is loving and he cares about his children. He loves each and every one of us. There's no favorites. People say all of that. There's no favorites. He loves us all and he wants to see us make it, BCU fam. He's setting us up for success in him. And let me say this, what I love about Jesus is that when he puts these thoughts for the podcast in my mind, the lessons first apply to me. First and foremost, I need to be the first in line. And as I was preparing for this recording, the Lord brought back to my attention that uh, not too long ago, a couple days ago, I think it is now, that I was talking to the Lord uh, just in general, just getting ready to for my day and talking to the Lord and reflecting over some areas in my life and so many things that the Lord has allowed me to see and places he's allowed me to go and to talk with people and to do some things. And I didn't always do everything right, BCU fam. You all, you all will hear me say that. And there were a couple of areas where I was just made aware that I fell short and not doing everything that God had required for me to do. And as I was talking to the Lord, you know, my heart started to get a little sad. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for, you know, those times and any time that I did not do things the way that you wanted them to be done. And my heart started to get more in the way of overwhelmed and, you know, feeling like I had failed the Lord. And as I was talking to the Lord about that, he said to me, just as clear as I'm talking to you all, I've already forgiven you for that because I had asked for forgiveness. And he went on to say that you have to receive the forgiveness just like you're talking to your audience. You have to receive that forgiveness too. And once the Lord said that, BCU fam, that was my cue to get on up from off of my knees and dry my face and go on to the Lord. He had just let me know. So, you know, when I say this to you all, I have to be the first partaker of the fruit that we have an advocate with the Father and he knows us and he knows our hearts and minds and he knows where we are and knowing our hearts doesn't mean that we just get to do what we want to and not uh, be accountable for it but because he knows that we are sincere in our repentance the lord will forgive us and 